On January 10th, 1883, at 4 o'clock in the morning, Milwaukee residents noticed flames in the windows of the fashionable New Hall House Hotel. By the time the Milwaukee Fire Department arrived at the scene, the fire had consumed the roof, and firefighters could see people in the windows screaming for help. Firefighters found their ladders entangled in the newly installed electrical wires downtown and were unable to reach the upper floors of the building. When all was said and done, 76 bodies were pulled from the wreckage, but because the hotel register was consumed in the fire, no one really knows how many people died that night. It remained the deadliest hotel fire in the United States for decades. In her new work of historical fiction, Of the Embers, author Rita Williams Atkinson chose to retell the story of the New Hall House fire through the eyes of those who lived through it. Rita Williams Atkinson joins us now by phone. Welcome to the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Good morning. So what uh, inspired you to write a book about the New Hall House Hotel? Well, I was coming up for retirement at my job where I'd worked for 30 years. And one of my colleagues so what are you thinking of doing during retirement? It's like, well, I might start writing again. And she said, hey, I have this great idea for a book for you. And she started telling me about the New Hall House Hotel fire, mentioning exactly the things that you mentioned. The telegraph and electrical wires were keeping the firemen from getting near the building. People were jumping out of windows. The hotel register was lost, so they didn't know exactly who had died or how many people had died. And it's like, well, that sounds interesting. And the conversation ended. I went off to a meeting, and when I got back from the meeting, she had printed off about 10 or 12 pages of information about the fire. And I just kind of set those aside. Well, when I was unpacking my boxes after my retirement, I came across those printouts and started reading them and started researching it a little bit more, and the story just grabbed me. One of the characters in your book and uh, one of the uh, people we do know was at the hotel that night was General Tom Thumb, who was uh, renowned from the P.T. Barnum Circus. Tell us about him. Yes, I learned quite a bit about him because in my mind before I started researching the book, He was kind of a two-dimensional circus performer character, but he really had a complex backstory and history, and he wasn't just a sideshow performer. He was an actor and comedian in his own right. So I learned a great deal about him and his family, and he was at the fire at the time and rescued, and uh, he may or may not have played a role in that fire that night. What uh, what role might he have played, or is that giving too much away? That's giving too much away. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> have to read the book to find out. Were there exactly. other celebrities in the hotel that night? There were. There was a newlywed couple there on their wedding night that were part of a traveling theater troupe. Um, because this was before the time of movies, the shows came from city to city. And uh, those were folks who were well-known at the time, so they were sort of local celebrities? Yes, regionally in about a four- or five-state area. And uh, who who are some of the other people that you portray, and why did you choose to portray this story through the eyes of of, uh, folks who were there? Um, Some of the other people that I focus on are a fireman who was there um, helping during the fire, 
There are a couple of chambermaids that are from Linden Station, Wisconsin, that were roommates at the hotel. Um, there was an inventor who invented one of my favorite things, a better corkscrew, <laughs> um, General Tom Thumb and the newlyweds I mentioned. And the reason I focused on those is that I did have historical accounts from the time of the fire, and those were the characters that leaped out and that I could get more information on as I was looking into who was there during the fire. So tell us about your research. How did you find out about these people and what their lives were like? I relied heavily on the Wisconsin Historical Society, um, also on back issues of newspapers at the time. There was a pamphlet that was put out called The Burning of the Newhall House, and it came out about a month after the fire that had the accounts of the funerals for those who perished in the fire and had a little bit of information. And uh, Google was my friend, some Gen, um, genetic research sites where I could get in and figure out where these people had come. And honestly, findagrave.com, as macabre as it sounds, had a lot of information on the people who survived and how long they survived. And sometimes there were little life stories on that website about them. So the Newhall House Hotel, uh, as we mentioned, it was one of the deadliest hotel fires in the United States for, for many, many years. Um, what, uh, what contributed to the fire? There could have been a number of things. Now, this was early electricity, and they also had gas lighting at the time, and the gas was iffy. It would go on and off, and they'd have to keep relighting the lamps. And also, at the time, there were fireplaces in many of the guest rooms. And there had been a number of small fires at the Newhall House before the one that finally burned it down because of ashes and cinders jumping out of those fireplaces. But all of those were put out without the fire department generally having to come for the fire. There, there's uh, accounts that the fire department considered this place a, a tinderbox and were not entirely surprised when it finally went up in flames. <laughs> That's true. Um, so what, uh, what was sort of the aftermath of the fire? Was there, uh, were people starting to take things like building construction safety a little more seriously after that? I'm not sure that that was a direct result of this fire. Um, and directly after the fire, there were investigations into what caused it, whether it was arson, um, things of that type. But uh, as far as building codes changing and so forth, it was all kind of in the works at the time, and I'm not sure this directly contributed to any of it. And uh, what were was there any surprises that you found out in your research that you didn't expect to to uh, discover? Um, some of the, the smaller surprises is that on the night of the fire, there were a couple of inventors who were staying at the hotel, and their inventions were actually portable fire escapes intended especially for travelers to get out of hotels during a fire. And neither of their inventions were actually used for them to get out of the new Hull House fire. So that was kind of a fun surprise. <laughs> well, not very fun for them, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so do you, do, do, were you able to find uh, first-person accounts of some of the people who survived the fire, um, and were you able to use those in your writing, or did you have to put yourself in, in people's heads? I was able to find some first-hand accounts, um, primarily from the fireman that responded, and he was um, 
touted as a hero for the people that he rescued. And there were also other small tidbits of interviews during the time in the newspapers, the Milwaukee newspapers. So what what is the process you go through to sort of... Uh, you know, put yourself into the position of someone um, in that situation? I mean, have you ever experienced anything like that yourself? Nothing to that extent. I, I did use the firsthand accounts, and when I was writing, I wrote each character separately before melding them together in the work. So then I was able to research, for example, what's in Linden Station for those chambermaids, and how did they get to Milwaukee, and what were the train lines like at the time? And for researching the firemen, what was early firefighting like in Milwaukee? And he had been a blacksmith, so what did blacksmiths do? Uh, So as I wrote each one, as I came across a a question in my mind, I would research that so that I could flesh out the book and make it more realistic. How long did it take you to put the book together? It took about two years to write it, and then another year for the final edits and the printing process to actually get it on the bookshelves. Now, you mentioned that when you retired, you were thinking of going back to writing. Is this something you've done before? I have. I started writing as a sixth grade English writing assignment. We all wrote short stories for children and bound them ourselves. The newspapers came and interviewed us. It was a big deal for a sixth grader. And I wrote short stories after that throughout middle school and high school and a little bit into college. I actually won a couple of awards for my short stories. And then life happened. (laughs) And I just didn't have the time or the energy to write. So this still scribbled now and then, but really sitting down and doing it wasn't a thing. So this is your first venture into writing since uh, your early college days. It is. And what, what was that like to get back to that? It was kind of like going back to an old friend that I hadn't seen for a while. It felt really good. Were you? Did you feel a little rusty at first? Did you have to sort of practice? Not really. I, the biggest struggle, I think, was getting out of my own head. And uh, I had when I went to college, I went to college to be an English teacher. So I was self-editing heavily, and it took me a little while to get out of that habit and just get the words down and then go back and edit when I was all done with the creative process. And did you have an editor on this particular book? My publisher uh, had several editors, and each of them had differing opinions, so that was a bit of a fun journey. <laughs> yeah, what was to describe that a little bit. What's that like, um, working with an editor? Is that is that uh, an adversarial or a collaborative relationship? Um. Not really either of those extremes. I sent my work to the publisher, and when they accepted it, they sent back suggested edits, and I could accept or reject their edits. And it went back and forth about four or five times before we both felt that it was polished enough to be published. Okay, we've been speaking with author Rita Williams Atkinson. Her new book, Of the Embers, about the Milwaukee New Hall House Hotel fire, is out now from Fulton Books. Rita, thanks so much for joining us on the 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you, and have a great day.